devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. Hi, welcome to the Lessons of Life, where we talk about the 12 laws of mind and how they affect us and how to use your mind consciously to sculpt the life of your dreams. And the winner, winner of the patron poll for today's podcast is walking through the 12 laws of mind. So we're just going to step through these laws and uh, we're going to start with the first law. It is the first principle. Law is principle. It means it's always working, never deviates, works for all, all the time. Just because you discovered something doesn't mean it wasn't always working in your life. It was. It's like, you know, Christopher Columbus finding America. You know, it was always there. He just discovered it. <laughs> so it wasn't like the new world, really. It was just part of the world a lot of people were not aware of that then became aware of it after Christopher Columbus discovered it. He wasn't the first one to discover it. He's just the one that discovered it in a time where it started to make the news. <laughs> so these 12 laws of mind, the first law, the first principle is there's only one. There's only one consciousness. There's only one mind, okay? And it's in our hearts. And we were all given our own mind. And so that's all tied together. There's only one through our imaginations. There's only one mind. There's only one imagination. They are infinite. They are divine. They do not die. Okay? They, they are forever. There's only one. There's only one feeling. And that feeling is love. And this is the law of one. When you recognize it all comes out of the same place. It's all from the same place. It's all the same place. Just different flavors of it then you realize there's only one. It's not that that's a big wave in the ocean. It's the ocean is waving at me. Okay, there's only one. When you think of something or imagine something, it goes out and shoots to the others in your heart. It's, it's string theory, but it's not a theory. To objective man, it's a theory, but it's not. It's law. There's only one. And it all comes out of the same place. There's only one consciousness, there's only one human imagination, and there's only one feeling. So then there's the law of liberty. The law of liberty is imagination creates reality. You can imagine yourself out of any situation. If you're in jail, you can imagine you're at home sleeping, and you will somehow be released and be home sleeping. It's understanding these things, you know, that imagination does create the reality. It shapes the consciousness, okay? It's the king of kings here. 
it shapes everything. And we're all connected and it's all human imagination. Okay, and it follows the consciousness in our hearts. And you've had beliefs and that you've wrapped around your heart so that your heart presents to you exactly what you think. Okay, and in order to become one with God and have all kinds of peace and wonderful, lovely things, you know, you, you need to understand. It's the stories you're telling yourself and you have your own consciousness and it's in charge around here. Okay, if you don't tell the consciousness in, in your head that the one in your heart's in charge, you know, then the one in your head's in charge. And it will follow the one in your heart regardless. It's just going to follow your head stories. Okay? But if you tell it to follow your heart, it's going to follow the consciousness in your heart regardless of the beliefs wrapped around it. This is the law of liberty. You've gone straight to the heart and minus all those beliefs. And you've shut your mind off. So when you shut your mind off, you've gone straight to the heart of gold, to God, to the consciousness there. And it is that consciousness that is agreeing with your imagination. You know, and, and uh, the Bible tells us to do uh, imagine, touching, tasting, smelling, feeling, using your senses. And then you hold that feeling of satisfaction, of thankfulness, of gratitude, of love, you know, that you have what you desire, that you're not in jail, that relief, that happiness, until it explodes out of your solar plexus. That is called uh, by Neville Goddard the state akin to sleep. I call it the state akin to sex because a lot of people have um, uh, confused it with the lullaby method and they think that they do that as they fall asleep. And the lullaby method is just the natural way you shut down your consciousness and tell some, tell your heart, you know, what, what it is you want. And when you first wake up and when you go to sleep, these are the magic times when the Lord Sauron can't see it. <laughs> This is when it's just you and Pops talking. You know, whether you realize it or not, your consciousness is drowsy, sleepy, and ain't paying any attention. So the law of liberty is you go within and imagine you're saved. And you don't even have to do any special technique. That was just a technique. You know, you can just, I'm not here. I'm really over there doing this, you know. And imagine that for a minute, and then, okay, and then you drop it. And we'll get to that one. But the law of liberty is, imagination creates reality. It's the one that's sh shaping consciousness. Then the next law is, the next law is the law of tithing. And this is giving one-tenth of your waking moments to God. So by the end of the week, it equals one waking day. 
So that's about two and a half hours a day. And you can do it in any kind of increments you want, you know, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, an hour there, you know, but the idea is just to be silent or talking to God, you know, for that amount of time. You're giving your attention to God. And so for at least two and a half hours out of the day, you're either resting in, in silence or you're praising God. And the resting is for you. God doesn't need to rest. Man does. He, he needs to rest his mind. He needs to be silent for a little while or he'll go crazy. So if you've got a meeting, an hour-long meeting, we'll spend six minutes before the meeting just sitting there being quiet. If you've got, you know, uh, a blog you're going to write and it takes you about an hour to write a blog then spend six minutes before the blog right you know just being quiet so this is tithing and not to be confused with um, you know how much you give out uh, as far as money goes you know that it's, it was never intended to be that at all the next law is the law of relativity, and it's all relative to your perception. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Just because you think that old monitor is no good, well, somebody driving by your trash pile may think that monitor is the best thing ever because theirs is dead and there it is, a working monitor. They don't care what it looks like. One man's trash is another man's treasure. You know, it's all in the eye of the beholder. It's all relative. It is all relative. Then there's the law of perpetual transmutation. And Neville Goddard would call this the law of revision. But it's actually perpetual transmutation. Because you're in the now and you're moving between uh, the past and the future. You can set endpoints into the future. You can revise the past. You're perpetually transmuting things, whether you realize it or not. You know, you, when you talk to yourself, then you're talking to God. So you can revise uh, things in the past or that have happened in the day. Revision is really for keeping it in the day. You know, revise the things you did not like. You know, and then set endpoints into the future for the things you you want to experience and to have. And so, uh, it's it's just imagine an end. The law of gratitude, gratitude and love are interchangeable, and there's only one feeling. It's the feeling of love, and when you are grateful for things, you're loving it. And this is a law. So if you're thankful something, you will get more of whatever it is you are thankful for. The law of cause and effect. The one is the cause and the one is the effect. I am consciousness, imagination, and attention. Unconditional love is attention. And God is nothing but unconditional love. He doesn't care what you want. He'll give it to you. 
Okay. You act or take action in your imagination and the world around you reacts. This is the law of cause and effect. So you are the God particle that determines the outcome on which way the photons will go. You are the cause and you are the effect. So it is your consciousness is the cause and imagination is the effect. The law of opulence. All of life is opulent, luxurious, wonderful, you know, rich, fulfilling. It's wonderful. All of it. Look at it. Look at any of it. It's luxury. It's opulence. It's abundance. The law of opulence is interchangeable with the law of abundance. It's abundance. If you have a bean and you pick it, where you pick that bean, five more flowers will come out and to make five beans for the one you picked. There's always more. It's inexhaustible. So it's opulent. The next law is the law of attraction. Like thoughts, beliefs attract everything else on the outside. Like thoughts, beliefs attract like circumstances, conditions, events, and people into your life. Everything around you. That's your thoughts, your beliefs, your judgments staring at you in the face. You attract them with your thoughts and beliefs. Everything. The law of reflection. Everything is a reflection of you. The consciousness in our heart has your beliefs wrapped around it. So it's presenting to you everything. It's presenting to you everything, a reflection of what you're thinking. You have a perfect mind, just like God's, but you filled it up with caca. And that's okay, you were meant to. You know, and that's what's being reflected back at you. You can change it. Law of attraction, change your thoughts and beliefs. The Bible will tell you, repent. Repent means do a 180, flip your thinking. Instead of thinking your neighbor is a dick, start thinking your neighbor is wonderful. And he'll become wonderful. The law of vibration. The law of vibration is you are vibrating the sum total of all your beliefs. That's the feeling you have when you wake up in the morning. Okay? All your thoughts and beliefs. This is what you're vibrating. You vibrate your feelings. Feelings are vibrations. Okay, and you can change how you feel about something. This is changing your mind, a change of mind. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you're vibrating, uh, you know, this guy's a dick while you're writing an email on how much you love him. He's going to see it as you being a dick. <laughs> they know. And the hearts are talking to each other. The imaginations are talking to each other. And the law of vibration is you are vibrating the sum total of all your beliefs. The law of death. The law of death is there's no life without death. So you have to die to the old man for the new man to come forward. Okay? And 
you impregnate yourself with that state of consciousness you want to wear, you die to the old one. In reality, there is no death. The only ones that experience death are the ones who are left behind. The one who died just stepped into a new body, whole and complete, and keeps on trucking. You're trucking. You're learning with your mind. So the law of death is you die to it. And you imagine you have it, and you, then you die to it. And then you will get it. All these laws are represented to us in the Bible in different ways. But they're the same things. They're the gems on Aaron's breastplate, the 12 gems. They're the 12 tribes of Israel, they're the 12 fruits on the fruit of, on the tree of life. They're the 12 disciples of Jesus. You know, these 12 laws are the nature of your being. And this is why they are law. You are the divine, and these are the laws that govern the divine. So it's important to understand them. It's also important to start doing them. If you haven't been, like the law of tithing, because that will probably eliminate a whole lot of fear and doubt going on in your life. If, and just being quiet, you'd be surprised. So I hope this helps. The 12 laws of mind have been scattered throughout time and space in stories. It's everywhere. It's Odin and his 12 sons. It's Zeus and the 12 Olympians. It's, it, they're everywhere. So it doesn't have to be the Bible that's telling you about this. There's other stories out there that are talking about it as well. So I hope this helps in some way and blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.